Welcome to episode 5 of the Triage Method podcast. I am Gary McGowan, this is Paddy Farrell, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the development of habits to set you up for a successful day, successful week, and better success with whatever your goal is. So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about um, morning routines, which is kind of a bit of a popular topic at the moment. Um, You know, a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff get quite a bit of attention on youtube and stuff um with this so paddy what's the crack with morning routines why are they important uh, i have no idea why they're important um no <laughs> uh, generally people like to focus on the things that don't matter and then they kind of forget the things that do matter and what i mean by that is the start of your day actually matters in terms of how you set up your entire day. You know, they say what you do when nobody's looking is what's important and what actually defines you as a person. And it couldn't be more true about how you actually set yourself up for a successful day. So a lot of people, the way they set themselves up for a successful day is they wake up to their alarm, hit snooze, five minutes, snooze, five minutes, snooze, five minutes, snooze, maybe get up then, you know? So they're already 20 minutes behind where they should be. They get out of bed begrudgingly, roll around for a while, fucking, you know, oh, where did I leave this? And what about this? And, you know, they kind of, oh, I have to make my breakfast or, oh, fuck, I forgot to make food for the day or whatever. So they're already on the back foot. They've already started the day off in a negative kind of pattern and they've already set themselves up essentially for failure, you know? And that's not to say you can't recover later in the day and kind of get yourself back on a nice roll but you're not setting yourself up optimally however conversely to this there are people that take this i don't know what you call it organizing of your day organizing of your morning routine to the other end of the extreme and they essentially spend four hours getting out of bed and writing in their grateful log and you know meditating and fucking i know looking at the sun as the first appears on the horizon and photosynthesizing like, people are people do that they're called breatharians but anyway that's beside the point <laughs> um, but anyway uh like st- stuff like that and you're like oh like nobody who is not in your exact position actually has time to do that and it's kind of like with the fitness industry and like fitness journeys as well like that's not stuff you were doing to get you to where you are that's stuff you can do now because you're in that position you know, it's like people that are like, oh, well, I only bench press once a week and it gets me to a fucking 200 kilo bench press. And it's like, yeah, but you're forgetting all the time you were, you were benching four times a week before that, that got you to a fucking 150 kilo bench press, you know? So it's like you built a base. So I'm more interested in learning about kind of overarching principles and kind of ways that can set you up or set everyone up for the day correctly. And then you can kind of, tinker with it a little bit and set yourself up for the whole day. And some of those kind of things that you'll hear time and time again, people kind of say and and do that are successful is they will make their bed. They will have their room tidy. And I find, and I have found that that is kind of a very, very key point in actually becoming successful and actually setting yourself up correctly. Like having your room messy for some people works, but for the majority of people having everything tidy in its place and perfectly squared away will set you up for the position where 
you can actually be successful in your day. And it seems very inconsequential. And it's like, yeah, I know I should tidy my room. I know I should make my bed when I get out of it. But they don't. And it's not so much the actual, like I, if I came into someone's house and it was like their bed was messy, like I wouldn't think less of them as a person. But I'm like, it does show that you are somewhat undisciplined. Like if you can't even make your bed, like you have one job to do, just make your bed, just keep your room clean. It's like then, like you're probably undisciplined in other areas of your life, you know? And that's obviously not always true and doesn't hold true for everyone. And, you know, there's probably some fucking benefits to not making your bed that I'm just not thinking of. But I find that it does set the majority of people up for the day. Like just getting out of the bed, making the bed. It also stops you from getting back into bed then and going, oh, well, I'll just, I've, I've got everything ready. I'll have like, you know, 10 minutes under the covers because, you know, fucking comfort or whatever. It's like, no, okay. Like we want to get on with our day. We want to be fucking savages, <laughs> you know? So making your bed first thing, that should be your go-to. Now that's obviously not going to be, easy for everyone like if your your partner's in the bed you're getting up three hours before them you can't just be like right this is what i was about to say <laughs> you know like you obviously can't you can't do that but still having the rest of your room in order having everything tidy squared away is good and this kind of like we're going to talk about morning routines but it kind of extends throughout your whole day like having stuff set up the night before so that you have an easy way and method of getting up in the morning is going to set you up ultimately for success like if you're like, oh, I don't know where my shoes are. Or I don't know where my clothes are. Or I don't know where whatever this is. And like, oh, what, where is this? You're not going to be successful in your morning routine. Or at least you're going to be delayed in your morning routine, which is obviously not what you want either. But anyway, thoughts on making your bed as your first priority when you wake up. Yeah, I agree. I actually think the the whole concept of being tidy in your room in general is really, really important. And it's something I'm guilty of not doing enough like paddy you can see me on video you can see the state of my room behind me it's still on the bit it's not in the best shape at the moment absolutely um, repugnant and it's 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 one of those things where it's it's a really true representation of why you should organize your life like you know people talk about that whole chaos and order thing and it, like all it takes is like these small little supposedly inconsequential things to add up to make a really really big mess like it's just you know it starts with one sock that you don't pick up and then it's a sock and a pair of underpants and then it's a sock a pair of underpants and a towel and before you know it you're not taking your bin downstairs etc etc and your room's a complete mess and the same thing happens with people's lives which is why we're actually talking about this in the first place because you need to have certain things that are pillars of your day so that you can actually have a good routine so yeah i think making your bed is a pretty key one although i do have one big problem with it and that is that i sleep with my girlfriend and i don't think i, Laura, you were gay, man. I don't think laura would be too happy <laughs> at 4 30 a.m if i fucking pulled her out of the bed and was like i need to make my fucking bed bitch so how, how, i don't do make know? my bed how do, how do you know that have you actually tried i'll try I'll, maybe fuck maybe it, I'll give it a shot. she wants to get up at four thirty in the morning, and you've never facilitated her actually doing that. I've no, I, I've definitely facilitated. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's why I don't make my bed. Uh, but one of the things I do at the weekend generally is try and get some of those messy things in place. So because my week is quite messy, like at the weekend, I'll do the things like making sure that my room is 
pretty tidy. I don't know why I'm saying this now, considering my room's in shit, but I'm in the process, okay? Um, so, you know, doing all the, the washing, the drying, all those little kind of errands, as they call them, I think they're actually a really important component of your routine because when they build up, what they end up doing is kind of clogging your mind. They're like, because you always know you have those things to do as well. And I always find that by taking off all those small inconsequential things from my to-do list, the bigger tasks that I have to do actually become less intimidating because you're no longer putting them off because they're the only things you have to do. And that's why a lot of the things we're going to follow on to talk about are really, really important. So, right, we've, we're up. It's fucking 1.30 a.m. We've just gotten up as we do every day. <laughs> before, before, before we move on from, from the kind of cleaning process or cleaning fucking whatever you want to call it, um, I do think it does bear repeating that like you are what you repeatedly do and excellence is a choice. And like, I've gotten to the stage where like I'm after training, like I train in the morning, we'll get to that. Um, like I train in the morning and after training, after having my shower and everything, like I'm properly like folding away my underwear into my bag, you know, and then it's going to the wash. Like it's dirty, it's fucking sweaty or whatever, but like everything is folded away neatly put in my bag because I'm like, I want to be repeatedly doing excellence i suppose you'd call it like i want to be practicing that skill of just having everything squared away perfectly and reminding myself that that that's how i want to be and that's who i want to be as a person you know it's like oh like i put my stuff away where it's supposed to be done i do my work how it's supposed to be done i do it to the best of my ability it's not just rushed and stuffed in my bag you know that i want to be a certain type of person and I, I know who I want to be so I want to repeatedly try to do that you know I'm not going to say that I'm infallible and I'm like oh perfect in every single thing but the way I always look at it like you look at like Michelin star restaurants and stuff and the amount of stuff that Michelin star restaurants have to do to actually earn their Michelin star especially like you know four star Michelin four Michelin star four star restaurant <laughs> um, <laughs> like the actual stuff that they have to be aware of and the, the waiters and the chefs and everything have to be aware of and paying attention to detail to actually get all those stars is actually phenomenal and astounding. So I'm like, you have to actually practice that skill. Like I always think it's the same as everyone always thinks like, Oh, if I got attacked by, I don't know, a fucking rapist or a murderer or something like I'd, I'd be able to defend myself in that situation. It's like, no, you wouldn't like you've never practiced that skill when it was easy. So how do you think you're going to practice it in the hardest situation possible? You think like, it's just going to be fucking magic and it's just going to turn on. You've never practiced it a day in your life. Of course not. That's not how it fucking works. Like you are what you repeatedly do. You, what you practice is what you get good at. Like, it's not just going to be, I got attacked and boom, all my instincts kicked in. I knew exactly what to do. I saw it in a movie once and blah, blah, blah. That's not how it happens. Like you have to actually practice for that scenario. Otherwise you'll just freeze in that scenario. You won't perform the way you want to. And it's the same with life. It's like, if you want to be good at being excellent, you have to practice excellence in everything. And this is somewhere like, or something that like the military and stuff get very well. And they, they dial in to their cadets and recruits and stuff where it's like, okay, there's a specific way you have to fold your underwear. There's a specific way you have to make your bed. Like everything is, you're told the exact way you're to do it. And then there's strict standards that are enforced in that. And you have to repeatedly do it until you get it right. You know? And the reason they do that is because they want you to continually practice excellence. Because if you can fold your fucking underwear away and square away your bed, like you're going to be able to take apart your gun and put it back together 
in the heat of battle because you have practiced here are the standards here is what needs to be done this is excellence this is not you've practiced excellence you've practiced the process millions of times you know so it does bear repeating that you know actually just making your bed it seems inconsequential but it is a very very valuable skill and having your room tidy uh, as a whole is a very valuable cornerstone to your entire life you know yeah. again it's what it's what you do when nobody's looking that defines you as a person you know you have to obviously be aware of what who you want to be as a person like if you're the person you want to be is mediocre like cool like be mediocre like i'm not gonna i'm not, I'm not here to you know critique your lifestyle but that's not who i want to be personally but yeah so room is clean that was the day before i probably cleaned it probably cleaned it before i went to bed made sure everything was squared away from studying from working whatever in the morning make my bed get up first thing i'm doing after i make my bed is probably go to the toilet and then i'll probably weigh myself and then what i generally do is strap on my polar heart rate monitor and do my hrv i wasn't doing this for a while because the battery in it died and it has this oddly specific battery and I couldn't find one. I still couldn't find one. I just got two smaller batteries and just added them together. And made it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's generally what I do. That takes two and a half minutes and I just sit down on the chair in my room and due to my HRV, have that, have that data, have the data from my weight. And then that kind of sets me up or lets me know how I'm working towards my overall goals. So the first thing I'm doing is kind of checking base with, some of the goals I have, my goals are mainly kind of to be healthy, you know, to facilitate me working better. Um, so being in a good position with my heart rate variability facilitates me doing that, being in a good position with my overall body composition facilitates me doing that. So I always like to kind of check that daily. What are your <clears throat> thoughts? Yeah, no, I completely agree. My, my kind of the start of my day is probably very similar. Like I, wake up and I measure my HRV in bed just while I'm lying there just so I just leave it in my room then um so I measure that then go to the bathroom go downstairs weigh myself take my fasting blood glucose and they're the things that I will do every day and then what I'll do is I'll just take any supplements that I'm taking vitamins or whatever um drink one liter of water with like two scoops of greens um just because I like it um and that's like they're the things that never change. Like there, that's just once I've done all those things, I feel like right. That's kind of that's step one. I'm I'm on the right track now. What do we do from here? And I think the next thing is, like I'm a fan of having breakfast. I although I know a lot of people are proponents of fasting and things. I actually think that, especially if you're working throughout the day, I think having a breakfast is a good idea because what it does is remove that thought of when am I first going to eat or what's my next meal going to be, if you get what I mean. Um, and also because I get up at like half four and with the next meal I eat is at half 12. So I like to have a pretty substantial breakfast um, that kind of fills me up. And generally, like if I wasn't working in the hospital, then I would probably have a lighter breakfast. But because I'm working in the hospital and that starts four hours after I wake up, I like to feel like I've digested some of that food and I'm actually a bit like lighter on my feet and, and lighter like cognitively when I do get into work. And then that next four hours after that meal, I feel like I'm kind of on point 
um, mentally and physically before that next meal. So that's kind of my thought process around breakfast. But I actually think this is something that people get quite religious about. Like you should have this breakfast, you shouldn't have this breakfast, you should fast, whatever. And I really think it is individual and dependent on like, are you spending your morning writing? Are you spending your morning doing physical work? Like you can't necessarily say that having breakfast or not having breakfast is, is good or bad for both of those people. Um, and like from there, what I do, I don't know about you, but so I get up at half four, I've done all those little things. And then what I'll do after that is the most important things that I have to do in the day. So that is either going to be check-ins or programs for clients it's going to be writing for the militia or it's going to be doing any preparatory work that i have to do for placement so the hospital or whatever because there are certain things you kind of have to do um, along with the actual work um so there that's that's the next three hours so that's it that's what i do and my reason for that is because i'm not getting home in the evening until like half five then i also have to train in the evening i have to prepare food um probably going to sit down and spend some time with my girlfriend generally so like all of those things like i'm not leaving it up to chance that i won't get my most important tasks done um by leaving them to the evening so first three hours a day boom most important things out of the way um, and i like to think of it in terms of the whole 80 20 rule um so people say that you know 20 percent of the things that you do produce 80% of the results that you get towards any given goal. And I think that's very true, to be honest, because people spend so much time on the minuscule things. And it really is those first three hours of the day that are most conducive to my goal and the things that I actually have to do. So that is why I really, really prioritize those things. And then I can at least go and spend the day working in the hospital knowing that those things are out of the way. So that's my first three hours done. <laughs> yeah, man, you're about eight hours ahead of me now. So, right. <laughs> so I 100% agree with you. And I'll kind of talk you through what I'm doing. And then we can kind of compare yeah. what's going on between the two of us. So, yeah, taking my HRV, fasting blood glucose, something I want to get into as well. Like I see a really good benefit, I suppose. Yeah, I, I see a really detailed benefit from it and um, something i haven't gotten into i actually just ordered a blood glucose monitor recently should be coming here next day or two but anyway um so that's something i do want to get into but yeah i'm 100 in with i then take my supplements you know like a multivitamin some magnesium or whatever i'm kind of working towards whatever i'm supplementing with for a particular goal that day that week that month whatever the fuck it is i'll take my supplements then then I go downstairs and what I do then, I turn on the kettle and I get all my food because I like to cook my food in the morning because generally what like I'm in college all day, like you're in fucking work all day in the hospital, but I'm generally I'm in college all day and I kind of, I like to have my food somewhat warm because there's no microwave in UCD because they're scum. And um, well, not in the science building anyway, they keep saying they'll get one in, but they never do. But anyway, so there's no microwave in UCD. So I like to have my food somewhat warm. Um, so I like cooking it in the morning because it kind of retains some of its heat then. I don't have to just eat cold fucking mints or some shit. Um, so <laughs> that's what I'm doing in the morning. Like I cook all my veg, cook all my, my meat, whatever, do that in the morning. Generally what I'll do is I will listen to a podcast or listen to an audio book for that first few, it generally takes whatever, half an hour to cook my food, listen to an audiobook podcast and kind of just assemble my thoughts for the day. Kind of just kind of go, go through things in my mind. What am I doing? What do I want to do for the day? While I'm listening to that podcast, kind of in the background. 
Then my food is made, packed it all away. While I'm making my food, I'm also making my breakfast. And generally, I would be on the bandwagon of having a breakfast for the majority of people. Like there's a, there is a key, obviously, benefit to having Sundays or most days fasted and just going, right, I don't eat anything. I don't drink anything. Well, I probably do drink stuff. But just getting down to work for those first few hours and not having to think about food. For some people, it does make them feel cognitively a little bit more on track. And for some people as well, it allows them to stick to their diet a little bit better as well. So I can see a benefit to it. However, if you are noticing huge benefits to fasting in terms of your cognition, I probably would be looking into why food is lowering your cognition so much you know i'm looking at are you eating inflammatory foods that are fucking causing neurodegeneration are you eating too much carbohydrates that are just causing you just some sort of fucking insulin resistance brain fog type thing like what's going on i'd actually look to solve the underlying issue rather than just going oh i fast and it helps like it's like okay maybe again like say take your blood glucose in the morning like where is it at okay well it's actually in an unhealthy range like let's let's get that Mm -hmm. sorted you know so stuff like that and that's where i'm at i generally have oats and whey for breakfast it's kind of like a staple i'm like i know i like that also different to you like i train like so i get up at 4 a.m most days some days it's like 405 which is scum like and so 4 a.m and cook my food assemble my thoughts while i'm cooking my food listen to a podcast whatever so now we're roughly about we'll say half four four forty something like that and and in this time i will again i generally drink a lot of water in the first hour of waking as well like i generally i like to have a pint of water and then i go to the gym in the morning i'm going to the gym at about half five, five yeah, about five thirty a.m. That's when my gym opens. So generally, I'm there five thirty a.m. to kind of six. That kind of period is when I arrive at the gym. Depending on what my overall day is structured like, sometimes I might have a little bit of extra time in the morning. Depends on what's going on. But anyway, so after I've cooked my food, after I've started eating my breakfast, I generally do like to have a coffee with this this time as well. And what I've started doing recently has been a really kind of major benefit to kind of aligning my goals and kind of thinking what do I want to achieve both in terms of my life, business, health, fitness, whatever, whatever goals it is that you have, you know, I have started, I want to say journaling. It's not really journaling. Like there's a few things that I do. I kind of just list them out because I have them like a template saved in my phone so what I'll generally do, I will write down my overall goals. And these are kind of the goals that I'm working towards throughout the whole year, throughout my whole life, I suppose you'd say. <clears throat> like we have a goals for business and I am like, okay, this, this is my one goal for business. I'm writing that down. You know, this is my goal for college. So right now that I have three kind of major goals and every single morning, I just write them down. They literally is the exact same every single morning. But even the act of just writing them down makes it way more real and kind of affirms it to you in terms of going, okay, so that's what I have to work towards. That is the ultimate goal, you know, and then you can kind of evaluate is what are you doing during the day? Is that actually bringing you towards your ultimate goal? So that's what I do. First of all, write down those 
overall overarching goals. Then I wrote write down my goals for the day that will bring me closer to those overall goals. So it's like, okay, I have to write an article or I have to do check-ins or I have to study this amount of college work, whatever it is that's bringing me closer to my goals. That day, I will write them down. And I have an app on my phone, it's called Things, and it's kind of like a checklist. And I just go, okay, cool. I've checked them off the box, but I just make sure those kind of overlap. And I'm like, okay, this is what I need to get done to kind of get towards my overall goals. Generally, <clears throat> I'll try to keep this below five things during a day. Some days it might be more depending on the day, but if I'm in college and I'm doing business and whatever, it's not going to be a huge amount of stuff that I'm going to be able to get done. So generally try to keep this below five. Then I'll write down five things that will make me successful today. So that could be traits, that could be habits, that could just be things like saying thank you, you know, whatever it is, you know, I will write down five things that are going to bring me closer to my goals overall. But then I will also write down five things that will take me away from my goals, will distract me from success. So this could be stuff like, oh, spend time on social media like i want to spend less time on social media so i can actually do my goals so that's that's a thing that's going to take away from my goals so spending time on social media you know not paying attention in class whatever it is like these are things that are going to take away from my overall goal and distract me from my purpose my goal and then at the end of the day and i kind of put it here now because it goes in the same journal i will write down three ways i failed that day and in three ways, I can be better the next day. So generally, when I'm in the morning, I'll read what I wrote the net the day before and go, okay, so these are three ways I failed. I don't want to fail those same ways again today. And these are three ways that I identified I could be better. So I want to make sure that they're kind of appearing on my traits that I want to work on, you know. So generally, that's what I do. Then I'm going to the gym. And then we're kind of at an even position now gary so i'm finishing the gym now it's about whatever seven half seven maybe after showering and everything and generally if i'm in college like i'm off now we have a study week because we've exams this week and next week um i if i'm in college i'll try to get there for 8 a.m and then i just try to work through either going to class writing doing emails whatever i try to work through from 8 a.m until 9 p.m so we're both finished our morning. What are your thoughts now? Finished our morning. Uh, yeah, I, there was actually something I meant to add in there. Well, yeah, I forgot to say what I have for breakfast. Um, like before, like if I was, let's say, having a meal at like my breakfast and then having a meal maybe at 9 or 10 a.m. again, then I would generally have something. And, I, and let's say I had time, like during the summer when we had a bit more time. Like I, I, I do like a kind of a meat and vegetable based breakfast. I feel really good after that. But at the moment, my goal is to get something in me that is going to keep me going until half 12 so that I'm not like literally dying by like 10 a.m. Uh, falling on top of your patients. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that I'm also able to get it in really really quick like i don't want to be fucking spending time cooking steak and and kale and all that shit in the morning like i just don't have time for that at the moment so i'm like yourself i'm having oats whey coconut oil and dark chocolate um so i add quite a bit of fat to my oats just because i find that that keeps me um pretty satiated throughout the morning um so that's my breakfast at the moment um and yeah i have coffee as well probably should add that in generally have 
two coffees in the morning and that's all I'll have for the day then I don't I don't really I'm not actually as much of a caffeine person as people would expect given our work slash sleep hours <laughs> but yeah so that's that's my, my day the, the rest of my day as I kind of said then looks like you know leave at about half seven quarter to eight um get to the hospital at half eight um and then we work through until half four get home for half five and then after that i'm either i'm i'm training catching up on the rest of work spending time with my girlfriend preparing food for tomorrow showering etc all those kind of things um so yeah i guess that's kind of my morning routine how it typically looks i would like to have a slightly more elaborate kind of morning routine if i had time but at the moment i don't like like you said you talked about journaling and things like that and i actually find that when i get into the habit of doing that i find it so so helpful um but at the moment to be honest like i've tried committing to it but i'm I'm just i i feel like when i wake in the morning i'm almost stressed to just get through my shit and i'm i feel more ready for the day when i've actually got through the important stuff so that for me is like my period of of making me feel good um but yeah i think journaling is a valuable one um i've also spent time meditating in the past which again i think is a really really useful thing um whether it be in the morning or at night time um but again it's just not something i'm doing at the moment um going for a morning walk as well like i know you train in the morning so it kind of you obviously don't need to get out and do any sort of exercise when you first wake um but doing exercise first thing in the morning i actually think is so helpful like i remember we used to train first thing in the morning all summer and i used to love that i feel like you just feel like you've got a sense of accomplishment because your exercise mm. is done and then you feel kind of fresh to go about the rest of your day. But for me, that's just literally not possible at the moment because you don't have a gym to go to at that time. Um, but yeah, I think that is a really good thing to include in your morning routine. Like even if you're listening to this and you're not a fitness person, like you don't have to be like fucking do some circuit in your sitting room for 20 minutes when you wake up or spend some time stretching, get out for a walk, whatever it is, anything physical is going to set you up good uh, as well for your day. I think. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, like moving in general will facilitate, yeah. you know, better cognitive function throughout the whole day and better health and create your whole life, I suppose, you know, so, and it doesn't have to be, you know, vigorous exercise in terms of even like you're saying, like a circuit, like it could properly be like, like I taught yoga for years. So I was going to say that with your, your meditation and stuff, like I find with meditation, I can almost do it at will in terms of, I can just switch it on throughout the day. So I don't need to have a, a focused period of meditation. Although what I will do sometimes is take like a seven minute nap and it's not really a nap per se but it's more so i'm just kind of taking time to kind of you know calm the mind and just get rid of all kind of the brush off the cobweb so to speak and just kind of you know Mm -hmm. reconnect with myself um but yeah like even something like a yoga practice in the morning like you know going through a few movements maybe you go to one yoga class a week or something you kind of okay i want to do those movements and you know sun salutation or something and kind of go okay no i've kind of you know woken up my body i've kind of moved around a little bit um, I've kind of started the day off in the right path and the kind of, I don't know what you would call it, kind of waking up the body, I suppose, and kind of just yeah. you know, getting getting the electricity firing in the body, you know? Um, <laughs> I find that, that that is, although I wouldn't consider it a key to success, like I've had mornings where I haven't exercised, you know, like generally I take a rest day on a Sunday and I kind of just work all the way through from, 
you know, when I wake up after I've cooked my food and stuff for the day, I kind of just work all the way through. But I do find I'll need to go for a walk later in the day then, both to get up, catch up with mm-hmm. my steps, but also I kind of feel like I haven't completed my day if I haven't done some sort of exercise, I suppose. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't even have to be vigorous. It yeah. just has to be a walk like that. <clears throat> that does me. But I, I feel like my cells are telling me, no, we need to move today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, 100% in on that. Now, I think that kind of gives everyone a good idea of what we are doing for our morning and our kind of rituals around that. What else we want to talk about? I did just want to add as well in relation to morning routines. Like, I don't think there is a specific recipe to your morning that's going to lead to a successful day. I really just think there has to be something that's consistent. Like, just fucking find something that you can commit to doing each morning that sets you up and, and is consistent. Like, you mentioned clothes even. Like, that's something I'm actually big on is having my clothes sitting on my chair for when I wake up in the morning so that I'm just grab them and, and go out of my room and, and get dressed like that. It's such a simple yeah. thing, but it just makes life easier rather than fucking scrambling around in the dark and being like, ah, oh, shit, where are my socks? That kind of stuff. Like it's just about finding things you can be consistent with. And if it's just having your clothes available and having a pint of water in the morning, you know, start with that because mm. it's much like fitness goals. People <laughs> try to do things like, right, I wake up in the morning and I have 335 milliliters of water with half of a lime and a pint of apple cider vinegar. And then after that, you know, and you just have all these, like like your morning routines taking like two hours and people try and commit to that. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like it's not feasible. It's like, why are you spending four hours to try and set up your day that you're trying to be efficient with when you could just use those four hours towards your day, you know? Um, So yeah, I just think- Like, I think that's- Again, it is the other end of the spectrum of what we're talking about. You know, people that are genuinely spending. Like I remember reading some guy and he was like, oh, like I spent an hour waking up. Like like proper, he's like, oh, I spent about a half an hour, you know, kind of slowly waking up, you know, uh, keep my eyes closed, but I just allow my body to kind of wake up from its slumber. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like it took you half an hour to open your eyes. Like that's, like that, you need help, like. You know, I'm not saying there's no no benefit to that. Like maybe there is. Maybe that's what his schedule facilitates, and that's what he needs. If you work like two hours a day, maybe. But that's that is essentially what it boiled down to. Then he was like, "Oh, I do this and I do this," and like looking at his overall day structure, like he did about four hours of work, and you're like, hey, "That's that's cool. Like it's it's great that you're in a position that you're able to do four hours of work and train and do whatever the fuck you want to do." But that's that. Like I'm Gen Pop. Yeah. Like I. I <clears throat> I have I'm running a business I'm in college like I don't have fucking 12 hours a day to fucking waste you know I'm like okay can I get my can I get my workout done in an hour can I you know do things can I batch things together so they're more efficient like you know I'm kind of listening to a podcast while I'm cooking my food for the day while I'm cooking my breakfast and kind of you know taking my supplements you know I'm like can I batch all these things together so I'm as efficient as possible you know that's that's what I'm looking to do. Yeah. You know, like nobody has fucking yeah, and that's kind of a fucking day to fucking wake up. Yeah, that's kind of our goal with this podcast as well, though. Like, I mean, one of the things that's really hard to come about is information that is rational and tailored towards the everyday person. Because, like, if you go and listen to maybe some of the best health podcasts, like the ones that are nearing towards the functional medicine side of things, like you would literally have to spend 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of euros on the supplements that they recommend, on the foods that they recommend, on the sort of lifestyle tools like bed mats and all this kind of shit that they recommend. And like, it's just like that. That's just insane. And it's the same when it comes to the training side of things. You know, all information is tailored towards bodybuilders that are literally living their lives to train this is all they want to do they just want to get better in the gym and then if you go looking for morning routine or successful day advice you go to entrepreneurs and and these people on like i don't know what do they call them like self self-help experts on on youtube and stuff and they give you this four-hour special routine that you need to do every single day like we're more so looking to help those of you who have real jobs you know you're a student you're not going to commit to all this sort of stuff you don't have the budget to commit to all this sort of stuff so that is one of the overarching goals with this podcast so if you wonder why we don't have these really extreme approaches this is why okay so anyway after that what we wanted to talk about was kind of again like i just mentioned setting up your nutrition in such a way that it is practical Okay, so, you know, I spoke a little bit earlier about how how and why I choose my breakfast. So, you know, it's not chosen just based on, right, I'm going to have meat and this vegetable and this vegetable and this vegetable and nuts because it has this specific micronutrient profile. Like, I know that those things are important. I know that I need to get adequate micronutrients throughout my day. But what I'm looking for is to find the structure with my nutrition that allows me to spend as little time preparing food and as little time worrying about food. So that includes shopping. Like I don't want to have to go to four different stores to get my food. And I don't want to have to, you know, buy a lot of different products that require like a million shopping bags because I don't drive and I need to walk. So all these little things that are important. Um, so how do you structure your nutrition throughout the day at the moment? Talk me through. So and tell me why as well, not just not just like well, okay, we'll, you we'll, know, we'll, or because we'll this has we'll go through the structure first of all, so people can kind of get an idea of it, and then we'll go through like the why, yeah. right? So again, I'm waking up about four a.m. gym, five thirty a.m. So first thing, I want to have something quick digesting. You know, I don't want to have something like I like I'm I'm a person I could probably have like a a large pizza before i go train and have it not upset me at all <laughs> like I, I would get i never get any like gastrointestinal upset like well ever um but even like i know some people are like oh i don't like eating close to training because it upsets my stomach kind of sits there i don't get any of that so i could eat literally before training um so generally <clears throat> first thing in the morning i'm having oats a little bit of raisins some coconut oil or mct oil mixed in to the oats i know you stole that from me um and some some whey as well with that so again quick easy got my carbs got my fats got my protein sets me up for training then during training i generally have like an intra workout shake so i have just like some dextrose in that because i do find that does improve my performance and at the moment i do have quite a lot of calories to play with so it kind of helps me hit my targets after training then it kind of depends on how my day is going to go. So like some days I might have labs that are going to be like three hours and I might have class all the way throughout the whole day and I might only get one break in the meantime. So I might, because classes don't start till 9am and I'll be in college from 8am when the building opens. So I do have a little bit extra time there to play around with if I know that that day is going to be a harder day to get food in. I might kind of combine two meals together 
in that meal and then only have one meal in that in-between time before the labs and then after I'll eat again, you know? So it depends on how my day is, but we'll just pretend this is my ideal day. Like I've had the last week off and I've just been studying. So I've come home, <laughs> meal straight after training. What I'm having is some sort of lettuce, salad type stuff and mixed in is some kippers. <laughs> I know you're a fan, Gary. Uh, but yeah, some kippers after training. <clears throat> Can't be beaten. Um, and then I have beetroot with that. I know Larry is a fan of that. Um, wait, 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 wait. One second, one second. So you're having a fatty fish after training. Fat after patty. But the the the, the carbohydrates, the glute four. Anyway, patty. We'll get out. We'll move on. So I have my beetroot and and then I also have, you know, one of those little rice pack things from fucking Aldi or wherever. Um, and I'll just have that all mixed together. It's a pretty fucking voluminous uh bowl of food. Um then generally three hours after that. I will have my next meal and that is generally kind of about 250 grams of mints, uh, another a half a bag of those that rice stuff um, and then about a half a kilo of broccoli and then I know some onions, peppers, whatever other kind of veg stuff I'm adding to that. And about three hours after that, I'm having that exact same meal again because I kind of just cooked that, batch cooked that together and then make it up into one big meal or sorry, two smaller meals rather than one big meal. And then we're now at about whatever, five o'clock, maybe yeah, something like that, five or six in the day. And then at about seven or eight, I will have some Greek yogurt and some berries to kind of close out my day. And that is my whole day. So you just, what were you doing? You're trying to troll me or some shit. I don't know about having like fats and stuff after after training right i'll kind of go through my reasoning behind everything so the first meal of the day you know i'm training i want to have some quick easy digest stuff but i also have to remember that i do have a, quite a packed day so i do want to be full for that day even though obviously i am trying to get in a lot more food these days so have my oats have my raisins have my whey really sets me up for my training session again with the caffeine in the coffee and generally i take a caffeine pill as well before training because i do find i do get a, quite a boost from that then train have my dextrose inter-workout again i just find my performance is much better when i have that uh, and it uh, facilitates me hitting my overall carbohydrate goals then after training yes i am having a fatty fish and i'm also having quite quite a lot of carbs with that meal but it's also very nutrient dense that meal overall. Now I like kippers. Yeah, I like boy. kippers. They fucking taste delicious. I know you aren't a fan, but you don't like fish because you know you had a. a I you, wish I liked had, them because yeah. it's a convenient source of yeah, bones. Yeah, you had a troubled up you or upbringing. I don't know what. I don't know what your your parents weren't feeding you fish like. I'm from Kerry, yeah. all right? We eat cows. You should be eating fish down in Kerry. You know, fucking what's that guy, fungi or whatever? You know, you should be eating him like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that's exactly it. That's why I do it. I want to get some glycine into me, get some easy to digest bones, some calcium and stuff and kippers facilitate me doing that. So yeah, I really, really am on that kipper hype. And um, then my other two meals to kind of 
mince and veg meals and again more rice it's just kind of hitting my macros they're spaced out they're a nice even they're not too high in carb they're not too high in fat they're not too high in anything really it just kind of keeps my energy levels stable throughout the day they're also not overly huge meals so i can eat them quite quickly which is very beneficial if you're kind of going from class to class and in college and stuff like they're big meals but if i have 15 minutes i can easily you know wolf it down probably not optimal for digestion and stuff but it is what it is and you know i have to do what i have to do um and then at the end of the day i just kind of like fucking greek yogurt and some berries it's nice like you know so what are your thoughts you're you're a a coach a a head coach in triage you know i write all our content and i do all the work (laughs) but you're the face so uh (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh you know don't let him fool what are, you what are your thoughts like what what kind of am i am i wasting my potential here am i fucking up like no i think you're doing a, a fairly good job like you know we're big we're big proponents as far as i'm aware anyway of of not eating like a child you know I love, so I love eating like a good... child. well i love eating like how my children will eat hey see so you mean just meat and vegetables? Like humans. Yeah, like humans. Like. Raw steak. Yeah, yeah. Raw, like, no, proper, like, they'll be eating the animal, like, and still be alive. Literally. And hunting oh, it. Of course. But anyway, yeah, no, I think, I think I would, I would be happy, you know, if I got that check-in from a client and they were like, I had this today, I'd be like, that's a fucking decent diet, you know? You got a nice balance of everything few different colors lots and lots of vegetables and that's what we're all about so my day as i said breakfast very very similar to your own the only difference being that i have dark chocolate with it as well i know you don't actually like dark I chocolate i actually do love you? dark chocolate i'm just but i fucking I'm just love that a child like he needs to eat chocolate every day to you know fulfill some unwanted needs i have fucking 90 percent <laughs> dark chocolate you would say you with your fucking yogurt and berries. Oh Jesus, that's the most Instagram fitness meal ever. High Ooh. protein. Uh, anyway, anyway if you just think about fucking those cyanide in the fucking berries is making my brain unbelievably powerful. Well, I also have berries in my porridge, right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I have. I have oats with blueberries and whey, usually like fifty G's of whey because yeah um then i have some coconut oil to be fair i did steal that from you because i saw you doing it and you were like oh it makes the oats all creamy and i was like never fucking tried that and then you fucking creamed yourself in and then i add some 90 percent dark chocolate to that as well on top of the oats it melts in oh it's it's decent like but anyway yeah that's my breakfast and then for my lunch what i'll have is typically some sort of fatty meat it will either be salmon or mince um along with a mix of random vegetables it's usually like spinach and peppers and a lot of beetroot um and then i'll have some nuts on top of that as well um so just a bit more fat um so i kind of like that meal to be quite dense in calories but not very high in volume so not things like potatoes or or anything like that um because i still feel like i've gotten in a good chunk of calories but i feel quite light because you know i'm just having that meal and then i'm going back you know standing up and working and stuff so i kind of like that style of meal then then when i go home i'll have generally 
a similar meal so again a kind of a fatty meat but this time i'll have uh, so again a good medley of vegetables kind of similar to whatever whatever i've had i try and make things convenient by buying the same vegetables all the time so generally they're the same at every meal um and then what i'll have is some sort of carbohydrate source with that so it could be like a rice pack like you said or else some potatoes or maybe some oats uh, depending how soon i'm training after that meal could be very small or it'll be very big and depending on that as well that will kind of form the basis of my post-workout meal um i'm generally training kind of about half five or six no yeah six or half six even so i'm kind of finishing the gym and get by the time i get home and eat it's like 8 p.m I'm trying to wind down and stuff. So I try not to have a very heavy meal before bed. Um, oats and whey is sometimes the option or else I will have, again, just a meat and a small bit of carbohydrate source, a small bit of a carbohydrate source and a little less vegetables. But I'm not a big fan of, like not at the moment anyway, of these kind of overwhelmingly large carbohydrate meals that you see most people having after training just because I don't think that's a great idea right before you sleep. Like sure, some carbohydrates can benefit your sleep, but I don't think pounding two or three hundred grams of carbs before bed is really a great idea. Um, I think that has the like is likely to compromise your sleep as opposed to helping with it. Um, so that's kind of my diet throughout the day. Um, at the moment, like I'm not, I'm actually just kind of like maintaining my body weight, so my calories are kind of fluctuating. Like I'm not overly stuck with any one level of calories, but I'm generally in and around kind of. 3000 or so which isn't particularly high but again my training isn't particularly high at the moment either um so yeah that's kind of me at the moment um and yeah what do you think of my diet is it is it retarded am i am i gonna make it or am i gonna die or sounds uh decent uh, you know it's all right like it's not it's not great like it's it's fine like yeah no but here's here's the thing right it when you're tracking your calories, your whatever, how are you doing it? Because I know you like, like I like to track everything and hit specific targets. And for me, like I have like yeah. nearly fucking thousand fucking 500 days or some shit on my fitness pal. You know, that's like fucking four years. Um, so I know for me, like I like the actual act of tracking and I like kind of trying to fit those numbers and kind of hit specific targets. Like that's just whatever I'm anal retentive or whatever the fuck you want to call me. Like I, I actually like the art and the actual act of tracking itself. However, you perhaps don't. Yeah, no, to be fair, like most of the time I would be pretty much the same as you, especially when like, we spent like six months dieting down like like that it was you know to the gram like fucking just get everything right just do it properly be objective you know but when like at the moment like i just my time like my training isn't as best as it could be like i'm not completely optimal in terms of building muscle my sleep kind of varies um because of just being busy and stuff so some days you know i just have to say all right i I probably shouldn't train today because it's not the priority um so because of that i'm kind of like a little bit up and down with my calories but like i mean even at that it's not that variable i'm still tracking i'm still using my fitness pal but if it comes to the end of the day and i realize that i've maybe been a bit lower today and i'm not particularly hungry and i just need to go to bed and sleep i just won't finish them but similarly if i'm very hungry at the end of one day like there two days ago me and laura got 
got what? pizza. I know, I know, fuck? eating like a child. This is disgusting. What I want to get onto Delta right now and break her <laughs> legs. Like she can't be, she can't be derailing oh, my business. Sick. I mean, you're the face. You're I the know, face literally. of Make our me. business. Like you have to be shredded. Make you have fat. to be fucking shredded. Like you, I want to see you with like veins everywhere. Oh. Like properly, like you know, you f- I want to see you flare your, flare your nostrils no. and like veins just come up everywhere on your face. Like you know, that's Sorry. what I want. Like anyway, look, I'll, I'll have a word with Delta anyway. Um, but yeah, basically, just because I'm kind of just trying to maintain, and of course, they'll improve performance. Um, at the moment, I don't see the point in being a, in a significant calorie surplus because I don't feel that my progression of volume is sufficient for me to really gain much muscle so yeah maintaining that's kind of the goal um so if my calories are under in a couple of days i'm like that's cool and then i'll just make up for it but you know i'm not fucking starving myself by any means <laughs> but no i still would agree with tracking like i just think that tracking is the best thing for a lot of people like i know it, like it when you've done it for maybe four years or whatever like or, or even a couple of years yeah you can back away from it and eat intuitively if your goal is kind of loose but if you have specific goals which a lot of people do have i don't see why you wouldn't track like to me that just doesn't really make sense like at the moment for me because i don't have a very specific goal it makes sense to kind of just you know eat kind of as i feel but i'm still measuring and tracking and making sure or seeing where i'm at because that data is nice to have um but yeah tracking for the win bro yeah, man, I like I I know I enjoy tracking and like I will go through periods like what you kind of do now where I'm not as strict on my numbers. Like say I'm on holidays or something, like I'll still track to some extent yeah. because like it, it helps me from going off the rails and going, oh, I'll just go to the buffet and eat everything. Like, you know, that's not to say I don't have like quote unquote free meals and stuff like while I'm on holidays or whatever where I'm not really tracking them a huge amount. But like, I will go through periods, say on a holiday or something where I'll just have a protein goal or a very rough calorie goal, you know, cause I'm like, I know for me personally, I need that kind of objective accountability where it's like, I have hit these numbers. And if I continue to hit these numbers, I will be losing fat or I will be gaining hopefully muscle, you know, like I want, like, I like having that, the data where it's like okay i did this that's the outcome that this will bring you know you can see exactly where you fell down and then you can address why you know yeah. so for me i like tracking but i can understand why sometimes it's not the be all and end all but like yourself and like you said i do think the majority of people would benefit from some tracking at some stage like i have a lot of clients who the goal is to eventually get them off tracking like we generally start people with tracking you know the goal for them is to be like okay i want to be able to eat like a a free living human and not weigh and measure but the process of going about that is weighing and measuring and like i have one of my clients in her check-in today she was like you know i'm not weighing and measuring everything but i have a really good idea of what portion sizes are she's like i can kind of eyeball that and go that's about 200 grams of chicken you know so she's still tracking but she's doing a lot less like weighing and measuring of her tracking and then that kind of goes okay so we're we're moving away from that and it's kind of okay you don't have to actually track but just keep a track of it in your head roughly be like okay this is how much 
food in a day. I need to eat volume wise and looks wise to kind of be around my numbers and you can kind of move from there and then you might go through periods of starting the track again to kind of dial things back in and go okay i've lost touch a little bit with that okay i've retouched with it now i can go back to free living so like it's not to say like i i personally i love tracking that's not to say that everyone has to track forever but it is a very valuable skill to have and i don't think people who just follow meal plans ever actually develop that skill you know Unless, unless of yeah. course, they are designing the meal plans themselves from calorie and macro targets. You know, if it's like, okay, every Sunday I design my own meal plan based on these targets. I'm like, that, that's that's essentially what people are doing day to day. So it's grand if you're doing it week to week, you know. Um, but if you're just kind of going, I just follow this meal plan and I'm either on plan or off plan, then that doesn't really set you up for success long term. Yeah. I think that's pretty key i should also add i was going to say as well that i'm although i know you have like specific macro targets i actually just i'm a calorie like calories and protein are kind of what i keep an eye on um and i'm happy to be flexible with my carbohydrates and fats because some days like i just know that if i have a kind of a, a lower volume fat-based meal i'm probably going to feel a bit better now and that's just that's just me i kind of i'm happy to fluctuate within that because like overall like from a body composition perspective once you are over a certain kind of threshold of carbohydrates and threshold of fats it's probably not going to make a massive difference like how specific those targets are but again i can see the value in just being consistent as well because you know the last thing you want is your carbs and fats to be kind of all over the place even if you are hitting calories just because it's harder to track trends in Mm. body weight because like carbohydrates glycogen water all that stuff um it's just much easier to kind of have as much consistency in your diet as possible if you're trying to be objective and maybe you're not trying to be objective that's okay too but i just think being objective about as many things as you can is the best way to achieve any sort of goal like that's a pretty good rule i'd be agree in agreement with that and i also find for some people like having the approach that you have is really valuable but then i also find for some people having a more bang on exact target approach is valuable itself like i have one of my clients he just used to drink a shitload of milk and like he was hitting his he was hitting his rough calories and you know whatever but he wasn't getting the goals that or wasn't achieving the goals that he wanted he wasn't feeling the best and all that kind of stuff so like lowering his fat target made him make better food choices so that in itself like having specific target targets can make you make better food choices in terms of okay well i'm not going to go for these super hyper palatable foods where it's it's very easy to go oh well i have no set you know fat targets or you know carbohydrate targets so i'll just eat them all and as long as i hit my protein it doesn't fucking matter where i get everything else from you know so you do have to have that kind of overarching principle that you're not eating like a child you know you're actually eating like like a yeah. human you know, and actually, you know, thinking about what you eat and eating as much veg as possible, you know? Yeah. And I actually see, I know it's a bit of a tangent, but I just see huge value in that. And it's something I've done probably a lot more in the last six months is just actually adhering to eating a whole food diet, like not just like 80% of the time, but pretty much 100% of the time, like not, not going and just fitting in 
chocolate bars and loads of protein bars or whatever just because they fit my targets like I, I have definitely found a significant benefit to my dietary adherence and not craving certain foods and how I feel in myself by actually just kind of basing pretty much everything on whole foods because I definitely would have been probably like in the past maybe a bit more kind of winging my diet like you know if I was on campus and I didn't have a meal oh yeah I grabbed two protein bars and I don't know whatever else and it's just like yeah that works it does get you to your goal but for me like one of my bigger goals with my nutrition is to facilitate me being able to work well feeling cognitively on point and feeling healthy and facilitating my health and all that and I I've definitely noticed a significant difference with that and I think that's something you are very keen on as well is eating well eating nutrient-dense foods I also think that kind of eating nutrient-dense foods has probably benefited your relationship as well because the fucking farts you do be doing when you eat those fucking protein bars is disgusting oh I know I used to hate it. it. Like you slept in my house for fucking like three weeks, four weeks or something. And I was fucking considering smothering you in your sleep. Like (laughs) that's because we were chronically sleep deprived as well. Well, I was, I was Um, better now. (laughs) I actually barely fart these days. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. You know, you eat real food and you know, you don't even poop anymore. It's just hundred percent efficiency. (laughs) 100% (laughs) doesn't even matter with the, I was actually listening. Did you listen to fucking? Did you listen to fucking Dr. Sean Baker on the Joe Rogan podcast? Like I presume you didn't, but just a load of people messaged me about it and were like, "Go and listen to him." Have you ever heard his no, stuff? I'm like no. What is it? Go on. Basically, he's the proponent of the carnivore diet, where you eat meat only, so he only eats steak only. Like, well, I, could get, I could get steak. down with That's that. It. Like. I know, like, but basically he was saying that his his poos are like, like every few days he just has a little dribble. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I actually think it's really funny because you can actually tell, like, the just the, the type of diet someone has by the shape of their poo. Like, like it's actually, I, I actually I know, think all crazy. that stuff is really fascinating because it's like you know people just kind of go, oh shit, like don't like don't say anything about this, and like no one addresses that they've literally not had a solid poo for fucking eight months you know it's like okay well maybe you know you should probably address this like it's like like this is valuable information that you're just like flushing away you know it's like you should be having quote-unquote normal bowel movements and you can look up like there's pictures not even like not graphic pictures like but like you know rough yeah, precision nutrition actually yeah, like that kind of stuff where it's like okay like this you shouldn't look like this and it shouldn't look like this you know it, it should look like this you know so like stuff like that is like you know that's stuff this, you should be paying attention to yeah you actually just gave me a thought that i i meant to add to this podcast um that's too late now sorry it, it, it kind of goes down. back <laughs> no it goes back to what it goes back to what it goes back back to what we were saying like if someone asks you what does a day look like for you you should be able to give them an answer like so many people literally just live at live at random it's like all right, I get up at 5 a.m. one day, then I go up at 9 a.m., then I go up at 7 a.m. Like, be consistent with that. And, you know, be able to tell someone when you eat, what you eat, what your meals are like. Like, they can vary a little bit, but you should have a basic structure. And I think a lot of people don't even, you know, training at different times per day as well all the time. Like, people just, oh, I go to the gym whenever it kind of suits on the day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Everyone just lives at random. And if you don't have any sort of structure, you're never going to get much done. But 
it was actually something I wanted to tell people to do. Like, is like, have you got a, you've got a fairly solid poutine? Like, I know when well, my first poutine is going to be every single well. day. Like, poutine, like that is mine. Like, I know. Fuck, you're giving I know. away all the secrets. That's why I said it to you. Like, people are going to be stealing these words, and they never fucking credit me. Like, the amount of people, and I said this to you the other day, the amount of people are fucking <laughs> stealing my shit and fucking not crediting me, and then they get known for those quotes, and I fucking hate that shit. Anyway, go on. Anyway, when's your first poo? Is it the same every day? Yeah, generally it is. Well, I I pee first of all when I get up, and then I weigh myself, and that kind of so. you know that that stimulates a little bit of something something going on, right? But it's not until yeah, something, something. it's not until you no, have no, a coffee. No, it's not the coffee, like the the bitters in coffee, does stimulate bile acid secretion and stuff like that, and that generally does make people want to poop. But no, that's not for me. But <laughs> no, what my generally my one is, I will boil the kettle, and it's like, oh shit, right? I have whatever five minutes while that kettle boils, boom, that's when it goes. It's almost instant when I touch that kettle and I turn it on. It's like my body knows it's time, like you know. So that's how that's that, that's at whatever like. <laughs> quarter past four or whatever it is you know it's like boom right that's exactly me then later on it's probably like generally i'll go for two maybe three in a day you know sometimes we're getting up to those, those three numbers and i know that they're only rookie you that's know, good they're only rookie numbers but then you have to take into account that you know like i'm eating like whatever fucking four and a half thousand calories you know so like it's a lot of food and i also uh fucking shitload of veg so like it's a lot of food you know so generally it will be somewhere around 12 or 1 you know so it depends on what my my college schedule is like like it's somewhere around that time the body knows yeah. it's like, no Patrick, you can't go now it's in an hour as you get the chance and then generally it'll be about five or six maybe seven if i've been in a lab that's good work though like you know getting up to three yeah, like nice. that's it's nice that's good work like all so all solid yeah, like course. like you're looking at looking at a kind of a, a a six out of ten on the kind of firmness scale like staying in one to two pieces but also without like those fucking gay ridges yeah that, man, you like, know we're, we're, we're talking like we're talking one piece. like you know it's it's like a Kit Kat chunky like you know Except all, ex- exactly like that's that's fucking good work soft, like like you know it's nice like anyway go on tell me your poutine fucking similar like I, i'm general it's, it's actually it's one when i've done about one hour of work so it's always like 6 a.m so like done like i've had my breakfast i've had my coffee and then like i'm literally always just finishing like my first task and then i'm like oh typing 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 clicks enter and then runs to the bathroom <laughs> turtle heads out boom and it's it's similar you know it's good decent consistency and then around the same kind of maybe when i get home from the hospital generally in the evening i'm, re- I'm ready to sit down and and have some time I'm the um, again so generally around two per day yeah on the throne but uh but yeah it was actually something i wanted to point out to people and like you should be able to point out these little things in your day about when things happen because i actually feel people are so poor at being self-aware like they literally don't even know what they do like what like how they live and i think at least try and pinpoint you know when you poo all right that that's going to be step one for everyone listening to this podcast when do you this, poo th- do you poo every <laughs> this, is, this is one of those things as well you know when people kind of go on about the benefits of you know mindfulness and everything and it's like 
what the fuck yeah. are people genuine yeah i want to know like give me your answers fucking you know are people walking around like zombies like they just genuinely are not present like they're not they're not here because that's, that's yes what they are, yes but that's what I it mean. appears to be it's like oh like i practice mindfulness and you know it transformed my life and like like what the fuck were you doing beforehand were you not present and then you ask them questions like you know how does your day go like what did you do this morning they're like i don't know I'm like how the fuck do you not know it was like three hours ago literally oh but yeah but i get, literally get like maybe fucking like 20 questions a day on Instagram about something to do with someone's program or something to do with someone's day. And they'll be like, oh yeah, this something, 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 uh, what should I do? Or should I do this? And I'm like, all right, just talk me through kind of what you're doing already, what results you've gotten from that and why you feel there needs to be a change. And one in probably 20 people will be able to tell me exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it and why they feel that they're not getting progress from it like and if you're not self-aware enough to know what you're doing already then there's no point looking for an answer for something else like you're literally just wasting your time so start being fucking present in your day like i know that mindfulness is a trendy thing but like that should be default like that should literally literally be like baseline like you're, you're you're present that's all you have like like cognitive ergo sum like it's like i am thinking therefore i exist like that that is literally what that says like so if you're not present and you're not thinking in the moment presently you don't exist <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing like you don't even exist bro fuck, like. but yeah right it's almost time for us to fucking wrap it up here so have you any nugget of knowledge or general life advice to add to people's weeks to make them have a sickening week because this goes out on a tuesday and people are like feeling a bit slumpy yeah, man, you know? it goes out on a monday like i always put it up monday morning so it, it's up on even up better on everything all podcasting platforms by monday evening it's too well, easy i say all podcasting platforms i really don't know like i think i just have itunes and fucking what's that other one we use our website soundcloud. soundcloud that's the one that's that's all we really use like if people want this on other things let me know you know i'll figure it out probably won't figure it out until after exams because fuck that um but if other people if people are using other things and they can't get it on whatever service i will hook a brother up so just drop us Easy. drop us some some uh, messages um but in terms of helping people moving forward you know do a bit of an audit again we say it pretty much every week like you know do, yes. do a bit of an audit what's your morning routine like like gary you need to clean your room clearly it's fucking disgusting um yeah i'm on it i'm literally on it the second we hang off boom done um but yeah like on uh, like what what why are you doing what you're doing whether it's your training program your nutrition fucking your life your fucking business whatever the fuck it is assess it and go is this bringing me towards my goals? Why am I doing this thing? Is this thing detracting from my goals? Assess it all and then fucking reevaluate and then put into practice. Like it's not, you have to prioritize and execute, but the, the execution bit is the, the actual point. Like you don't want to run around like a headless chicken. So you have to evaluate the situation, take a step back and audit yourself. But then you actually have to execute on a plan of action about curing those ailments, you know, yourself, I agree. I think 
auditing is a good team for this week. So everyone this week, go away and ask yourself what you're doing, why you're doing it, and whether you actually genuinely think that is the best route. Um, and also, a lot of people are doing exams at the moment. Um, you're doing exams, Paddy. What's your number one tip for students sitting exams at the moment to ensure their success? Uh, start learning the material 12 weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. That's it. <laughs> because I've literally gotten like 10 messages this week about, oh, how do you recommend that I prepare for my exam on uh, Tuesday? And I'm like, uh, I can't help you, mate. Like, you literally have to be done by now. Like, now is not the time. Sure, you can cram, stay up all night, fucking clog your memory, clear your memory by being sleep deprived. We've all been there. We've all I've done it. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. That. So, yeah. I have. You're an idiot. Right. Um... <clears throat> Literally had nosebleeds in an exam. No, you're fucking idiot, like. Um, Got an A one though. So easy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like if like now is the time before exams to be doing like past exam papers and stuff. Like it's this is now, you know. Yeah. Making sure you're familiar with the actual testing format. Like the, I always think, like if you were a powerlifter, say, like you wouldn't just go a week before your powerlifting meet be like oh shit i have to start i haven't benched or done fucking a squat or a deadlift in you know 12 weeks and i'm gonna have to start now it's like you've not you haven't put in the work like you're not going to give your best showing like yeah you might get by on your you know whatever you want to call it your foundation strength like whatever you innately have in your body you know but it's not going to be your best showing and then you also have to like moving into a powerlifting meet, you want to be familiar with the commandments or the commands, even commandments. <laughs> you want to be familiar with the commands in terms of like, you know, when to press, like listening for that, you know, when, when how to squat, what they're going to say, what they're going to say when you're deadlifting, do you have to hold it? Or you let drop it? Like you want to be familiar with the, the testing format. And that's what the last few weeks running into a powerlifting meet are, you know, making sure you are really familiar with that. Yeah. It's the exact same with your exam. You know, it's like the last few weeks isn't about learning all the information. The information should be learned already. Now it's about making sure you're familiar with the exam so that you can exhibit all that knowledge. You know, like I have four exams this week and all I've done the last week is do past exam papers. You know, like that is literally all I've done. You know, and if there's a bit of information that I'm like, I'm just not sure about that. Yeah, I go back and learn that, you know, but it's not going... Here's a question. I have no idea how to even start this. I have to learn all of the information again just so I can answer this one question. So that's you're already behind. You know, you might on the day pull it out of your ass and be like, "Yeah, cool, I fucking I nailed it. I got that A." But that's not going to be a long term approach. Like, what are you going to do when you're in fourth year and you're like, "Okay, cool. Now I have an actual like hard exams that I have to know everything for." It goes back to that thing. Like everyone always thinks, you know, if they get attacked, they'll be able to, you know come out with some fucking Jackie Chan fucking chop to the throat thing, disable your man and, or the woman or whatever, who the fuck I'm, I'm not here. I'm not sexist. You know, <laughs> they're just going to, yeah, whatever. Person. And they're just going to be able to disable that person and, you know, escape. But it's like, you have, you, you're not going to be able to do that in the toughest situation. Like what you need to do is practice when it's easy, you know, practicing when it's easy facilitates you doing it when it's hard. So, if you're thinking now, you're like, oh, I'm only in first year, I'm only in second year, or maybe you're only even in third year of college and you're going, I don't need to put in a huge amount of work. Like I'm, I'm a C student naturally. And like, even if I did no work, I would get a C, you know, that's, that's fucking great. Kudos to you. But 
you're going to do shit in your final exam because you haven't built up the skills and the ability, I suppose, to actually do hard work where it's needed. Like you have to put it, you have to learn that now, like now is, or when you're in the, the younger years or the earlier years, that's when you learn those skills, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, prepare in advance and then just do the final little icing on the cake before your exams. I think that's pretty good advice. So if you are at that end point where you just haven't prepared, then sorry, you know, we're not here to help the helpless. So <laughs> next sorry, semester, fam. don't be uh, sorry, fam. Yeah. But yeah, you know, everyone says, oh, next semester, I'm going to get on board and, and study from the start. But set yourself some small little goals. Do one hour per day. Like that is literally nothing. Uh, but what people will do is be, like first week of college, they'll be like, well, not first week because everyone's drinking. But second week, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to do go to the library for five hours per day. It's like, no, you're not. You'd be lucky if you committed to 20 minutes. And that would be good. You know, it's the starting point. Or actually, do you know what the starting point is? Going that, to the yeah, lectures. That, that is obviously <laughs> a very, very key starting point. But also, I think a starting point that a lot of people just kind of go, oh, I don't need that. They just rely on the lecture slides or whatever. It's like, that's that's just like you know, yeah. a brief overview of the topic. It's like, you're supposed to buy the book or at least go to the library and look at the book. Even if you just fucking look at the cover of it, you're, you've done a fucking step, you know? Um but like re- read the book, read the chapters that that information relates to, you know, like I'm studying biochemistry and it's like, okay, well, I've got this lecture on X topic. I'm going to go read it in, you know, the book that I have about that. So not only am I getting the lecturer's knowledge, but I'm also getting the book's knowledge. And like, I always try to do that ahead of time. So if the lecture is going through, I don't know, say lipids, just as a baseline lipids, I'm reading the chapters in the book about lipids and then the next lecture I'm like, okay, well, actually, I read this in the chapter earlier on, and I didn't really understand it, so I'm really going to pay attention to this. I still don't understand it now. I'm going to go up to the lecture and ask them to explain it now. So I'm already 10 weeks ahead of you in terms of studying for my exams because I fucking studied that there and understood it there. And then when it comes to exams, I'm just going, okay, like, I just need to remember that that's what they said. Yep. I think that's pretty good advice <clears throat> if you want to get fucking good at something you have to be willing to do more than just the lecture slides i think that's fairly key especially considering you want to be the best fitness industry biochemist that ever it's existed gonna be too easy, literally too you easy. you just want to be an average you know biomechanist or some shit like that i don't know I'm going to be the fucking best fucking physio biomecha physicist in the world, man. Uh, right. We're just talking shit. We are going to close anyway, this up. You're just talking shit now. Oh, fuck. We just said it. All right. On that note, right. So we actually do have a couple of things to tell you. Okay. The first thing is, yeah, we do. Okay. The first thing is that we're nearly halfway through December, fam. You may have noticed if you followed us that we've been talking about these mystical coaching spaces that we've been opening, that we're going to open up. We've been saying that for the last two months because our coaching has been full, but we will have availability from January 1st. Okay. So New Year's resolutions, all that stuff. Um, if you're someone that's looking for a quick fix, please do not apply. Um, we don't do that. Um, but we will be opening some spaces. There is a waiting list, so please do apply as soon as possible. If you're interested, email us at info at triagemethod.com. I'm pretty sure that will be in the description ah, box on, of like, this podcast. I'm pretty sure it is. is. No, it actually is. 
you've you've been doing that already which is why i said it so that's already in in the description box and uh, the second thing is that we'll also be starting our group coaching um from january 1st as well which is a kind of a a bit of a lower end uh, form of coaching because like we are quite expensive for one-to-one coaching because we provide a comprehensive service period um but group coaching is a little bit cheaper um so if you're interested in that you can also get involved which involves a semi semi tailored program to your goal um along with all of the information in the world you could need um to execute your goal um and then finally we have of course got our beloved triage militia which is our educational website this is where most of our time actually goes in terms of researching for writing and then writing that content so uh, man i don't i've lost count i think we have like 160 to 170 articles in the militia um which are all comprehensive but digestible and practical at the same time i'm pretty sure there's no hole in the content right now in terms of like if you were looking for something that you actually need to know there's nothing that's missing um but again that's something that's being updated literally weekly and once our exams and placement are over that's going to be filled like, even more wait. comprehensively like, i literally just want to write literally to 20 hours a day and not even sleep like oh but yeah that's like the feedback we've actually been getting recently i've actually gathered a few testimonials as well um has been pretty key people are loving it um so it's the articles our exercise library we've got a recipe database um everything you could need um and that is like one euro a day as little as 75 cent a day depending on which payment option you choose but that's there as well so get involved inform yourself empower yourself through knowledge all that good stuff on that note patty close it off say bye bye you're like people. you're like the echo charles in the jocko podcast you do all the fucking you know i know like the, the sales pitch at the end like I'm fucking good at this sales pitch shit because i'm like i've got the perfect balance of telling you everything you need to know without being pushy like at the same time like i'm not i don't give a fuck if you decide to sign up or not like like it's cool it's like, good though but it, do or don't it's good because it does like signify how you are like you know second place in the business because you know like like e- second Echo. place i am I mean, the face yeah but that's not you the voice just the face like you know like you know like echo charles just you know does all the background stuff and like he just goes good evening you know like that that's what that's you like i am jocko you are not jocko <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> I, I know, oh, I, actually that is quite funny like i wouldn't be that weak like he gets up at like half four or something i know that's why i was go- that's why i was laughing i was oh, like you're not that weak oh, it's disgusting and he was in the seals oh. he literally puts up his watch at like 4 34 i'm like oh. jesus i've literally already taken a poo by then like um <laughs> i also bought i also bought his uh discipline equals freedom field manual and i looked at the workouts and i was like oh jesus christ it's oh too easy like oh it's oh. disgusting i hate to see that kind of stuff like literally anyway look that's enough about that look we're, we're ending this here before i actually violently fucking get sick right good night and have a pleasant week to everyone